0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: And believe in magic. I like the sound of that combo. Myself, Max Van Auken, Andrew combo Salad, host of Combos Court, the Max Van Auken Podcast. Combo, we're here.
0: We are here. Do you believe in magic, Max? Do you believe in magic? That's, that's the question of the day.
1: Uh, I do. Have you seen David Blaine perform live? If you've seen him perform, there's no way you don't.
0: No, but I saw the older dude perform when I was at Summer League. What's his name? Damn, that's bad. I forgot his name. Um, I'll get back to that, though. But he has his own magic show at MGM Grand.
1: Mm. It's pretty cool.
0: I should not forget this guy's name. This is a terrible way to start off the podcast, but... Whatever, man. We're here, and we believe in magic. You heard?
1: We do. We do believe (laughs) in magic. Um, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference standings, so this is the first time we've broken down the Orlando Magic. And so I'm like, you know what? Let me look at the rest of the East. And it's no secret. The Magic are 14th in the East. That is not a pretty sight. I've covered the Orlando Magic. I've been there live at the games. They're a young team. They're explosive. They're fun. They run up and down. But at the end of the day, a young team has very hard or difficult times closing games late um and that's a lot of the games that I've covered they'll be very competitive and then the fourth quarter comes and they just don't know how to close the game the right way and they're five and 18 combo
0: yeah that's interesting david copperfield by the way i knew yeah, you know i was going to say
1: dave copperfield but i'm like i don't want to put words but, in combos but, mouth and i'm wrong so
0: yeah, it, it was a great show. Like, there was like flying saucers around. Like it was crazy. I don't want to give out all his tricks, you know, for <laughs> everybody who wants to go check it out. Um, if they go check out Summer League, they could go check out the David Copperfield show. But yeah, man, no, like the starting five for the Magic or their guys that usually start. I know they've had some injuries are pretty good. I mean, I think they do lack depth, but I don't think depth is as important when you're building a young roster. So. Um, they just got to find out what guys they want to go forward with. And they got some good guys who are playing with a lot of confidence. Like, I think this team has a lot of players who have confidence. Like, obviously, we know Cole Anthony has confidence. Um, But, you know, Mo Bamba is playing really well. RJ Hampton, I mean, you know him from covering the draft, how good he is and how good he could be. But they just got a lot of good young players. I know they have some injuries like Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. But this is a really exciting young team, and I'm really happy that you know, have this podcast with you and just cover this team because I'm really excited about them. Combo,
1: so I think we, like going into the season, okay, so I liked R.J. Hampton, R.J. Hampton, to your point, when he left Denver, always been high on him. And I knew in the right situation he would thrive. And a lot of people ask me who is like your hidden gem with the magic or who do you like? And I say R.J., and I think it startles people that time because he's not the first, person they think of you think of a Cole Anthony you think of maybe a Markel Fultz of obviously a Jalen Suggs I really like RJ but the problem we knew going into this season is identity so you have all this young talent especially in the backcourt I really like Mo Bama by the way we'll get into Mo but we all knew they have a very young and talented nucleus when it comes to the backcourt so it was finding an identity on who it is uh, Markel Fultz is out Jalen Suggs this is his first couple games in the NBA and it looks like Cole Anthony, leading the team with like about almost 20 points per game now, it looks like he's taken that role Is is he the most valued guy on their team? Because you have to find an identity, right? That's what I love what the Knicks did. Talk about your hometown, New York. It's not even about who, like the stars that you have on your team. It's about finding who's on your team, the your identity. They found that. And now they play hard. You channel that identity, and then you can go forward. So I always said the Magic need to find their identity So is Cole Anthony your guy as far as, yeah, that's the guy we need to not necessarily build a whole team around, but we're starting to find who we are. And do you think it starts with Cole Anthony?
0: Well, we do have a small sample size. I mean, he played pretty, he played well as a rookie. So we have that sample size, but I mean, he did seem to take a leap this season and he has the off court personality to uh, become a star. So I like that part of it. We just got to see if what he's doing now is sustainable and we will see, and I hope it is he's a New York guy. I like seeing new York guys New York guys do well. The magic in the past have had some you know interesting personalities like Shaq and Dwight Howard, so maybe Cole Anthony going forward could be that guy with that big personality and become a star for the team, and as you said, become a big part of their identity. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm thinking, so because, like I said, you have to find something. You have to find some type of culture. You have to find an identity, especially with a young team going forward. You have to believe in something. No pun intended here, but it's. I think it's Cole. I really like Fultz when he comes back. What have you thought of Jalen Suggs so far?
0: Well, Jalen Suggs recently hurt his thumb, uh, but you know he started to turn the corner slightly as the season went on. But there were some struggles earlier, which is interesting because. He was playing really well in summer league when I was watching him. And Franz was the guy that was, Franz was the guy that was struggling a little bit. And it's great to see Franz, like, playing so well. Like, I think Franz is going to be a great NBA player going forward. Um Even if he's not, like, maybe your main guy to build around, he's definitely going to be that, like, connective piece, the guy who could defend, the guy who could knock down threes, even though that has to still improve. But Jalen, he's interesting. I think... You know, it hasn't been great for him right off the bat, but I do believe in him um, going forward.
1: Yeah, You know, France, like you said, he's a pleasant surprise. Like, covering the draft, I wasn't like, not that I don't think he's a good player, but I wasn't the highest on him. And watching him play, especially with a, a young team that goes up and down, he brings, like, more balance to the half-court set. Like, he's a very smart player.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. Like, to be honest, like, I'll be totally transparent. I was probably a little bit lower on consensus with Jalen and I'd probably say the same with Franz. I wasn't like super low on them, but I wasn't as high as like I was obviously as you know as uh, with Kate and Scotty Barnes. Like I was I was really high on those guys. But I do think that they're gonna be an interesting duo. The thing is the the Magic have so many guards, so I think they're still trying to fill it out, especially when Mark comes Marquette some redundancy in the backcourt. And obviously they have redundancy in the front court as well. They don't have enough wing depth. They obviously have the bigs and they obviously have the guards moving forward and Terrence Ross could be that wing, but we gotta we gotta see more wings that are gonna be playable, you know, in the future going forward with this team.
1: Right. And I like what do you make of Gary Harris? I like Gary Harris, especially what he did in Denver, but it doesn't look like again, it's his first time playing with the magic. So as far as like this system and under this coaching staff with these players, so I know it takes some getting used to. I never want to be a prisoner of the moment and be like, oh, it doesn't work. But I just haven't seen what I've expected from him, what, what I saw yeah. in Denver to here, I don't know if that's just like a fit because like there are so many guards. So it's kind of hard to just put another guard in there and just, hey, do what you do. Because he was playing with Jokic. He was playing with Jamal Murray. He was playing with Michael Porter Jr. Like you're playing with players who could set you up. And here, there's not really that guy that's going to set you up like Jokic set you up.
0: Yeah, they really don't have anybody that could set you up right now because uh, even though Jalen wasn't playing great, he was their guy to set the table. I think Cole is more of a score-first guy. So that is an interesting point. And I think your expectations, I don't know if this is um, something that's on the top of your head. I mean, he is the highest-paid player on the team, so I think there are those expectations for him. Mm -hmm. But... You know, we got to see what develops. I'm a believer in Gary Harris as well. Like, these guys, this team got some good NBA players on their roster and some good young NBA players. It's just all about how it fits together. And you're right. I do think he needs a player that sets the table for him. Obviously, Jalen is out right now, and hopefully, Markel could do some of that when he comes back. Uh, I think Jonathan Isaac and Markel will be back this season. So, hopefully, with Markel and Jalen getting healthy, they could set the table and they could gel with Gary and he could do what he does.
1: Right. And, I wanted to touch on Mobamba because he's a player that I got to interview a couple of years ago, like pre-pandemic. I interviewed Mobamba, and I loved Mobamba. And like uh, him and uh, Rashad and I would always talk about it. Be like, he's going to pop. It just it's either the right and not the right fit. It just takes time. But like year three, year four, you're start. You're going to see him step into the role we think he could play. And now watching these games, he's shooting with way more confidence. He doesn't have a bad shooting for him combo. Like he really doesn't. He could shoot it.
0: Right, right. He he always could do that. That was the interesting thing about him, you know? Yeah,
1: elite shot blocker who could stretch the floor. Like, that's what every team wants and they're big. But the problem was he was playing with Vooch, He was playing with Aaron Gordon. So we didn't know, like, he didn't really get the opportunities um, that you wanted him to see. And now it seems like he is getting the opportunities. I just want to see what he could, because he's averaging, what, 10.7 points per game. 6.8 6.8 rebounds. And I'm not just trying to be an analytics guy, but I think he can be even better than that, especially being as the primary big. You have Robin Lopez. You got to love the veteran. But I think if Mo, I'm not saying he needs to average 20 a game, but I think we could see even more from him.
0: Yeah. He just has to figure out how, what would be his role on, you know, on a good team would be. I, I mean, he's the type of guy who's going to get numbers if you put him out there on the court because he could shoot it and he could score around the rib. I think the big thing with him on defense is, is he versatile enough to guard, you know, smaller guys, even if it's to hold them on the pick and roll for just a short second, you know? So uh, there are some things you have to figure out with him, but he's always been an interesting player. You know, how we look at like Bowl Bowl is an interesting player Mm -hmm. to see how he fits actually, you know, functionally within the constraints of like a good NBA team, so. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from here, but I always thought he was really interesting. To your point, he, even seeing him in summer league, I know I keep bringing up summer league, but that's where we get the first look on a lot of these guys.
1: No, I mean absolutely. And like I said, I'm watching. And there's some things that don't show up on a stat sheet. Like watching him play, he was he's doing a lot more things that on the court that he wasn't doing the first time I watched him play. Like he's not hesitating on the pick and pop anymore. He's not hesitating to shoot yeah. it. He just seems more confident. It seems like he's filled out a little bit more. So I see the progression. I see the development. And I want to continue to see him improve and just take more shots and be more confident because I think the more he does that, obviously it opens up more for your backcourt. And I'm trying to look at the schedule here on who they play because, Combo, what I said, um, we spoke both with Dante, and shout out to Dante Marcatelli. He's awesome. So we both spoke to him, and I remember talking to him about his expectations for this year. And I said, you know what? It's not crazy to think a young team who's really quick – who can go up and down, could be in the position to at least play in the play tournament. They're, they're 14th here out of 15 teams, so let's be honest. This is not a good season thus far. What can they do, or what do they need to do to win more games? Because the Pacers are 9-15, and the Raptors are 10-13, and so they're four games behind. It's still early in the season, but with this, like you said, there's some good NBA players here, so it's not like it's just a bad team. Like, they don't have a bad roster. They may not have a, that superstar, but they should have enough to win a couple more games than they're winning. Like, what would you do to say, okay, this is what something we could change, tweak. Uh, maybe it's a player in free agency or maybe, or I mean, sorry, trading market that you could try to trade for. Is there anything you would do to be like, okay, this can buy us some more wins? I don't know. if
0: Honestly, I know this sounds bad, but I don't know if it's about winning right now, especially when two of your best players are injured and Jalen Suggs just got injured. So my focus would be if I was on the coaching staff would be still development, right? Getting these young players better and trying to think how they'll fit into my system going forward. So I think you still have to focus on development, especially with all these injuries. Like if Jonathan Isaac and Markel Foltz were healthy I uh, would put a focus on trying to make the plan, trying to make the playoffs. But I think the focus definitely has to be player development and getting these guys better, better and looking towards the future and seeing if Cole could be that guy, could be your star.
1: Right. I agree with you, Combo. Um, I want to preview, preview the Houston Rockets game. So they play today. But it's at Houston. You mentioned you liked Cade. I really liked Cade. You liked Scotty Barnes. I really like Scotty Barnes. You did not mention Jalen Green combo. I think you need to I put some res- you need to put some respect on Jalen Green. And I compared him to the Le- uh, to a Nike store. Um, if you don't really know that analogy, it probably doesn't make sense. But I said he knew. Basically, I said Cade Cunningham is like the Lennox Mall. He could do a little bit of everything. So if you're looking to go shopping and you want a little bit of everything, if you're an NBA team and you're going shopping, you want Cade. But if you're needing scoring specifically, like if you need sports apparel specifically, you go to Nike. So you'd get Kate, uh, you'd get Jalen. Jalen has been balling. And I know we're talking about the magic, but
0: can we put some respect on Jalen's name here, Combo? Well, we've done a pod before, and who is my rookie of the year prediction? Even though it look it's looking like that won't happen.
1: You don't think it's gonna happen?
0: Jalen Green rookie of the year? No. Yeah, 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 yes, Jalen Green. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my prediction, but I mean, he wouldn't be the top of like an NBA rookie board as of right now because of some of his, um, early season struggles that I think guys like Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes are ahead of him and even Cade right now in terms of rookies, but he was my prediction. I'm going to stick with it. So I did put respect on his name, man. What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> I had to take that moment. I had to take that moment. Make sure you brought up Jalen yeah, Green. Cause I, Magic like, him.
0: I know I keep going back to summer league, but that was the energy that that game had between Cade and Jalen. And Jalen Green was just phenomenal. And Jalen Green is a guy who's gonna have big scoring games. Like, to be honest, like I'll say it right here. He's gonna have a forty point game some point this season. Like you could book it. And we could come back to this and we could look at the receipt when it happens. You know what I mean, Max? Because he's just an explosive store. Cade is gonna be the more consistent player going forward this season. Like he's gonna consistently get better at a slower pace. Right. But but Jalen Green is going to have some crazy games coming up, especially in this second half of the season. Right. So I definitely put respect on Jalen Green's name. He was actually my Rookie of the Year prediction. Okay, he
1: was he was mine as well. Combo, great minds think alike. That's why we're recording together.
0: Most definitely.
1: But okay. uh, the, now the Houston Rockets are five and sixteen, so it's not yes, like this is are. a superstar, uh, super superstar-studded team either. So they're they're having their troubles. And my guy Ryan covers the team, and I text him every once in a while about them, and. You have the John Wall situation. Um, you you have a young team. They're in a very similar situation. You have a lot of young, talented players. You're trying to find your identity and what you could do to go forward to improve. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing. Like you said, not, and it sounds terrible, but maybe it's not necessarily about winning right now. It's about just finding who you are and building a culture. Going into this game, this is a very winnable game. And we keep talking about wanting to win more games. I think this is a good start for the Magic to turn that corner. I'm not saying go on a 18-game win streak like the Suns but you should win games like this. That's fair to say.
0: Yes. I mean, it's always great to win the games that you're supposed to win, right? I think that shows maturity. Uh, But the Rockets have been playing a little bit better. Christian Wood is a really good player. And they have some veterans like Garrett Gordon and Jalen Green. I told you, man, he might break out this game. It's going to be a good matchup between him and Cole. I hope they guard each other. But you're right. This would be a good win for the Magic for their development.
1: Watch him score 40 points.
0: <laughs> yeah, then we can go back. It's a great way to start the podcast. You know, a great way to start the podcast, combo with the predictions. You heard?
1: Right, we're, we're listening, Combo. We're listening to you. Um, I want to talk about the rest of the NBA, Combo. So we broke down the magic a little bit. Next week, well, today's game against the Houston Rockets. Then they'll end up playing the Kings Wednesday. Um, you know what? We could touch on the Kings before we dive into that. I, what is Sacramento doing, Combo? What are they doing right now?
0: Well, they're firing their coach, Luke, which already happened. Alvin Gentry steps in. So that's – I mean, I guess they took action, right, in that sense. But, you know, it wasn't the draft pick I would have really gone with with Davion, even though he's a high-level defender for a rookie. Um, Yeah, man, it's just a mess over there. And the Magic could say, you know, it hasn't been too long since they made the playoffs, right? I don't think the Kings could say that, so – you know, Magic one step ahead of the Kings. We could always say that for the Magic, right? <laughs> I, and
1: I missed de- December sixth, Monday. Um, they're going to be playing the Golden State Warriors, and I don't think it's any secret there. The Warriors are on fire, um, so I think you just need to play hard against the Warriors. They're a little upset that they lost against Phoenix, uh, but the, the
0: Warriors. Well, are clicking yeah, on what'd you centers. so? What'd you make of that? Like, do you feel Steph just had an off night, or Mikkel Bridges had a lot to do with it? And and if the Suns and Warriors meet can they do that over the course of a series and kind of mitigate what Steph does mitigate. I
1: like that. Um, See, now listen, I think it doesn't either have to be black or white. There could be a gray area. I think Steph had a really bad night, but I also think Mikael Bridges did a great job. Like I think both can exist. I don't think Mikael Bridges will ever be able to hold Steph to that again, but I do think he was a disruptor to what Steph was trying to do. So I credit what the Suns were able to do. But I also am not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen every time they play Steph. That's just not going to happen. There's not one person in this world that can guard Steph Curry. But you can provide problems. And when you provide problems when he's not having a good shooting night, which is very rare, that's what you see. You see what happened. But the fact that they didn't have Devin Booker is impressive. And the fact that the, uh, Steph didn't play that well and it was still a super close game without Clay coming back just goes to show you how deep both teams are. Like your stars not having a good game, you're in a really close game. The Phoenix Suns don't have D. Book, who I believe is their leading scorer, and they don't and they won against the Golden State Warriors. Now I believe they play again tonight, combo.
0: And I'm going to take the Warriors. Mm, is D. Book back, or he still got the hammy? Hmm, let me see. I want to say he you know, has he, the hammy. So he didn't play. I mean, you know, he hurt his hammy. So yeah, I want I mean, to say they, he's did, out. they did a lot of that without D. Book. So that was really interesting. But I actually came up with a new nickname for Mikel Bridges right on this podcast. You didn't even realize. What is that? Mikel the Mitigator Bridges.
1: You know, I, compliment, I complimented your word, but I didn't even realize the nickname. That's a, that's a fantastic nickname. Yeah. You're handing you out titles it. now, Combo. But I mean,
0: sh- shouts to Mikel. Me and Mikel can make some money. All three of us can make some money with that. Put it on a shirt, <laughs> you know. I came up with it. He keeps doing what he does on defense. Um, you know, I always really appreciate a great defender because I wasn't one myself. So, you know, shouts to Mikel, the mitigator bridges.
1: You were a very offensive-minded player. You wanted you buckets
0: was, only. I was, I was.
1: Now, do you think you couldn't play defense because you just chose not to, or did you just actually have challenges like sliding defensively?
0: You know, I was just, you know, the bandwidth. I just, I didn't want to use it on defense. You know. <laughs> wow
1: combo you're you were a the car you are a carmelo anthony is what you're telling you yeah, probably
0: you know I, so yeah so if anybody uh ever hears me complaining about somebody's defense which <laughs> you know it could be fair of the person they can go always go at me you know you could find me on instagram one two combo go at me there um you know twitter combos court go at me say combo you never played defense you can't say anything combo they you're person. Right. you are a you know, perf- be right.
1: professional not only did you just talk trash you told people where to find you great plug
0: Max Van Awkin too, Max underscore Van <laughs> underscore Awkin on Instagram.
1: Now see, now yeah, I, I did not play, um, very much defense. I was a offensive minded player. We're two offensive minded guys. We are.
0: We are. We are. We're on offense. But we but appreciate. Offense is, offense is fun. Right?
1: right. Right. But we appreciate defense. We do.
0: Um, I want to get into Max, our, you got a, Max, you got a slight audio, you got a slight audio issue I'm hearing. Can you hear me now? It's a little bit of a buzz in the back.
1: Okay, all is good. I want to get into our moment of the week. There's so much that just happened, Combo. We have, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything because it may be your moment of the week. So the floor is yours, unless you want me to go first. Your moment. Yeah, I want you.
0: To, I want you to go first.
1: Okay, well, thank you. you know, I don't mind I got, shooting the ball.
0: I might have something really spicy for you. You heard?
1: Okay. Well, listen, I don't mind shooting the ball. No pun intended. So my moment of the week is Lamelo Ball versus Lonzo Ball. That's what I want to talk about, Combo. No pun intended. That's a bar right there. So we have two brothers. Tell me another, besides the Morris twins, and you can even bring them up, Combo. No disrespect to the Morris twins. There is not a better brotherhood in the NBA. There's there's not. The fact that LaMelo Ball, you could argue, is an all-star. He will be an all-star. He's looking like that guy changing the Hornets around, and you're taking Lonzo Ball, who I've always liked ever since Chino Hills, UCLA, Lakers, Pelicans, and now the Chicago Bulls, completely transformed his game to the point where not only did he fix his form, he's shooting and having a tremendous season. Analytically, the Bulls are, what, the second in the East? I think like 15-8, and so they're winning. I love Lonzo Ball, and I love LaMelo Ball. And the fact that both of them are elite players playing against each other, that to me was just like, there's no other moment like that. There's, there's not, especially in the NBA. LeVar Ball has to be sitting there saying, I told you so. I told you so. At the end of the day, you could say whatever you want about LeVar. He got both of his kids in the NBA. Granted, they had to put in the work for it, so I'm not just saying he did it. But he said it. And it, it, looking at that and seeing that one photo of Lonzo guarding LaMelo, I was like, that's my moment right there, Combo, hands down.
0: Yeah, I think he had a hat that said something to that effect, like "I told you so," right? Exactly. Said, I told you so, or something, or something like that. Exactly. So no, that's a great moment of the week, and you know I'm really high on Lonzo. I mean, I've been high on Lonzo for a long time now, and I do think between Lamelo and Anthony Edwards, I'm still going with Anthony Edwards. I'm going really? to really that, but but Lamelo. I'll tell you something about Lamelo. What makes him so difficult to guard is he plays with a unique cadence. He plays with a cadence and a flow that no other NBA players play with. And it's just tough to defend that, you know, when you're just playing at your own pace and your own speed. So uh Shel lamello he's gonna be a franchise player there with the Hornets. Um, would you like to hear my moment of the week? And that was a great one, Max. I really love that one.
1: I appreciate it, Combo. Thank you. I try. Yes, sir.
0: Wow. So my moment of the week will actually tie into the magic in some kind of crazy way. I'm gonna go with Nikola Jokic going to Club Live (laughs) (laughs) after defeated the Heat, after all those issues with the Morris brother. And then the Club Live, I've been there before, nice club. And then because of that, losing to the Magic. I don't know if it's only because of that. Come on, people could go out and still win games. But it might have had something to do with it. So shouts to the Magic, shouts shouts to Nikola Jokic and his brothers. Um, it all it all ties together, and the Magic get the win.
1: You're a funny man, combo. You're a funny man. You like how I did that, right? I, I like how you did that. You built it up. It was suspenseful. I was thinking it was going to be a serious moment. I, saw, I like what you did there. What is it? Yo, club live serious moment, man. Good times. Party monster combo, and it does tie into the Magic. It does. It Magic does. tied,
0: and that's what we do, Max. The Jokic brothers are pretty popular, and they don't even play in the NBA. So one of his brothers used to play basketball a lot in New York. He lived in New York for a long time. We used to call him Schuma. That's not his name. But he's actually a very good person and never seen him in any kind of issue while playing basketball with him. Very nice guy. But he does do MMA. And, um, yeah, man, so I played basketball with one of his brothers. He actually played at the same college, if I'm not mistaken, as Rashad Phillips. Wow. Yeah. I think he played at Detroit Mercy. Nobody talks about his playing, his playing days. Look at, but, uh, yeah. Look at the history, Combo. Yeah, I'm tying it all together here. Wow. Tying. Shouts to Rashad. Shouts to Yoda, man.
1: No, absolutely. I uh... Yes.
0: So, Yoko's brother played there, from my understanding. That's what I remember about him. And he was a very good, nice person. Wouldn't Never caused an issue while playing basketball with him in the pickup games we used to play. And, you know, I think we. So, so a lot of it is narrative. Like, he's like some. If you didn't know the guy, you'd think he's like some big, nasty, you know. But that's just not him. You right. Know, that's Shuma. Shuma's not his name, but that's what we called him. But he's a very nice guy. Very nice guy.
1: Well, because we see them defend their brother. And it's like, but any brother would defend their brother if you have a good relationship with them, which they do, from what we see. Any brother yeah. would defend them. I mean, especially when you have like, for example, when they got into the scuffle to Miami Heat, and you have Jimmy Butler barking at your brother, and you have the whole Heat squad wanting to fight your brother. I, I now, me personally, I wouldn't go to Twitter, but I, I, I understand wanting to be there and say like, hey, like I'm about it. That's my brother. So when we, that's all we see though, because like you said, they're not on TV, they're not getting interviewed. So the one moments that the moments we do see will be them defending their brother. And so immediately we think that they're confrontational, but it's like, no, they just support their brother. And that's the only spotlight we see them on the TV. So like, to your point, they're actually really good, nice and good individuals. We just see the confrontational part.
0: Yes. Well, I don't know both of them. I just know one of them. So I can only speak for one of them, but I I would agree with you. Like narrative takes things a long way, you know, it's just. Sometimes we, when we don't know a person, and we just see what is posted about them, and and it builds on social media. But you know, a lot of times that person will probably be a totally different individual if you do them in person. So that's what that's the that's the world we live in, Max. And you're right, you know, brotherhood is brotherhood. So you always want to protect your brother.
1: Combo, I, I would fight for you, Combo. I would, especially on the basketball court.
0: Well, I really appreciate that, and um, you know, you got a background in it, so. You know, maybe I maybe I bring you around with me, you know, in case you don't have any issues. I'm not saying I can't defend myself, but I'm just saying, like, you're you're a, you know, you're serious, man. You like train MMA. I actually did train in MMA, nowhere near to the level you did for about like three months. I
1: think you should. I think you enjoy it. it. It helps your body. Obviously, it's a skill that you could use in the real world, self defense. Um, gets you in shape, discipline, routine. It's it, I love it. All of the
0: above. We should talk about that because we're two guys that like to work out a lot, and we want to encourage everybody that listens to the to this podcast to work out. I just started something new on top of all the working out that you know I do. That you could, you know, kind of see more on if you follow us on Instagram. I think Max posts him, you know, doing his um, uh, zerker squats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could you know, you could check that out on the stories when Max does that. But I started something new, Max. I Would you start something new on top of all my working out? And what is that? Well, I prime myself for the day because when you win the morning, you win the day. Okay. So I do every morning and baby combo watches me. I do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, 10 supermans, and 10 cab raises. Now it's not a big deal, but it's pretty cool <laughs> on top of all the other stuff I do. And it adds up over time. Think about that. If you're doing 10 push-ups a day, let's say there's 30 days in a month, that's 300 extra push-ups on top of all the other stuff you're doing.
1: How long have you been doing this for?
0: Oh, uh, I would say I started about 3 days ago, you know. Yeah, I start but you know, I'm continuing with it. I'm priming my day cuz me and baby Combo are making the bed and we're getting that done. Okay, so this is a very
1: new routine that you're doing. So now we have to hold you accountable every time.
0: Oh, Max, you know, you know Combo is all about consistency. This you don't have to even hold me accountable. It's happening. Okay. Com-
1: combo, you better yeah. Next next podcast, I'm going to be asking you how it's going. Within those three days, you I feel like you see results about two weeks. A week, two weeks, you start to find well, bro, minor I mean, things. Who knows
0: how – I mean, look, I work out a lot. So I don't know if this is going to make a substantial difference, but every little bit matters. You know Like you know what I like? To, you know I like to run the hills and work on my kettlebells and I obviously play basketball, and I still work on my game even though I'm not a professional anymore. So this is just a little on top of it, and I think it's it's more about even – the mental than the physical side of it, just priming your day. Cause when you win the morning, you win the day. Max,
1: You're talking my language combo. It's a game of inches. I love it. Combo nation. Every little
0: bit matters. Yep. Combo nation. We're out here.
1: I appreciate you. This was a great first podcast. You can f- please tell the world where they could find your podcast.
0: Oh, combos court. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, IR radio, Spotify, Apple podcasts. We're out here, Max, you know, um, combo TV on YouTube, combos court on Twitter. C O M B O S C o-u-r-t and on Instagram you can find me at one two combo that's o-n-e-t-w-o-c-o-m-b-o and don't forget to follow max on Instagram at max underscore van underscore auken and he'll let you know where he can find you on Twitter
1: you're the man combo That I like the lob I'm gonna finish it with the dunk my name is my brand max van auken Instagram Twitter podcast you type it in Google everything pops up combo it's been a real one uh until next time
0: until next time talk soon max talk soon